There we go. I got it. Yeah. All right. There it is. This, it brings me back to the old days. I remember when we would have to start like two or three times. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because we just can't get it together. <laughs> oh, nostalgia. All right. Hi, guys. Memories. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And this is Black Chick Lit. We're and back. We are in back. It'll be 2020 when this gets posted. So Ooh. happy new year. Happy New Year, Danielle. Yeah, Happy New Year, Molly. You had a great 2019. Yeah, full. <laughs> just a little, like a few things happened. Just a, just a few things happened. Um, so I did have um, my baby. Aww. We're calling him Squeaky Mouse. So <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he squeaks and he's tiny. <laughs> that's cute. You. You may recall that I was very excited to, um, the state of California gives you a month off in advance of your due date. Oh, I didn't know that was a um, California thing. Mm-hmm. It might be other places too, um, but it's, you know, a benefit and uh, that I trade off for the taxes and the traffic <laughs> and the smog and all of that, like, you know. The earthquake risk. The earthquake risk being, you know, a little farther ahead than other places in certain areas. So I was excited to have that month off and um, baby boy decided he was going to come three and a half weeks early. So (laughs) he's like, you ain't partying without me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know you didn't think you were going to get this time off and not let me enjoy it. He's like, oh, what are we doing? (laughs) Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, yeah, we had him. Um, the hospital did try to kill me. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that was fun. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'm glad. They, did I tell you that? You hinted to it, and I didn't know if I wanted to, like, I didn't know if you were ready. So whenever you're ready to tell that story, we can do it later. <laughs> but it sounds a little <laughs> intense. Yeah. Yeah, lots of swearing. But you know, when we first got there, they asked me if I wanted to sign an arbitration clause, and I said no. So <laughs> you're like, I know, I know. I went to law school. We're we're looking into what that's gonna look like. But yeah, so um, mm-hmm. so so not to get too like into your personal stuff, but just to touch on that. So wait, they ask you, hey, do you want to sign this waiver? Where you will no longer be allowed to sue us. Like that's an option. And there are people who do that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we first got in while I was waiting in the waiting room, um, after my water had broken and they forgot, um, they came by to have me sign in the intake paperwork. And one was an arbitration clause and the lady started explaining it. And it was like, no, no, I have enough law school debt to know never to sign one of these fool clauses. (laughs) So I did not sign it. And then later when they um, misplaced my epidural <gasps> and shot the medicine directly into my bloodstream, <gasps> making me think I was going to die. <gasps> I recalled that. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at that. Mm-hmm. But I, that, that's a lot. Oh, my gosh. It was a lot. It was. It was. Um, also had a forcep delivery, which might be TMI, but they told us at our, um, what's it called, class, the hospital, what do you call it, like, child prep class, like, you about to have a baby class? I think I that's the best way. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen, class. The nurse, she said a couple things. She said, um, 
you know, your water doesn't really break like it does in the movies. So don't really expect that. My water broke all over the kitchen floor while I was eating toast. Um, she said that uh, um, you don't really feel or wait, you do feel a lot of pain still with the epidurals. But when I did get a second epidural after the anesthesiologist came in and cussed everyone in the room out, um, it was like laying on a cloud made of like feathers. It was great. I, you know, 10 out of 10, I would recommend an epidural. The drugs. Not placed by an, <laughs> an idiot. And then um, she also said that they didn't really use forceps in the hospital, but there was only one doctor, one older doctor, who still preferred to use them. <gasps> oh, no. And when the doctor walked in, he was like, um, you know that meme of the fish from SpongeBob and he's walking in, the one who wears the <laughs> pants and yells, my legs? <laughs> my legs. He walked in and said, we need the forceps. Oh, no. So... <laughs> You know, I was three for three, which was fun. No, the fuck we do not. <laughs> but Squeaky Mouse is here. He doesn't have a dent in his head or anything. And I'm That's healing up. And yeah. So we're going to go from there. So we're just we're just really, you know, happy and thankful that out of everything that happened, like he's been healthy and um, he eats like a champion. Like he eats. <laughs> With so much like joy for <laughs> life, like he attacks the bottle. It's insane, <laughs> and it's like the only time he ever cries is when he wants more bottle. <laughs> Every time else, he's just like content to sit around, lounge, you know, cuddle, and then did, he screams for a bottle, and then he's happy. What's that? I, I did see that video or not video photo essay you did of before the bath and after the bath. <laughs> I think it wasn't he like really pissed at you before or <laughs> messing it up. I got the implication that he did not like bath yeah. and he was fine. No. And then Actually, you dipped him you know in water. What? So um it's the other way around. That one was before the bath was his bad face. Okay. <laughs> and after the bath when he was in his cool Christmas outfit was um after the bath. And we've given him you know, you gotta give him sponge baths for so long and then you can like submerge him. So his his uh pediatrician like dug out all the gunk in his belly button and then he was able to take a bath i know it's like it's horrifying new humans are just first of all i learned about the special soap you gotta use do you Mm. remember when i told you i learned that babies can't drink water do you remember how my mind was blown (laughs) right my grandma still doesn't believe that (laughs) because it's lunacy molly water is like universal good water is like the one thing like humans Water is life, and you're telling me if you give water to a baby. They can't have it. They can't have it. Like, it's just every time I learn something, the special soap, the food schedule, no water. Mm-hmm. I'm like, babies, they're very high. They're too high maintenance, honestly. They are very high maintenance. <laughs> like, whatever anyone's told you, like, childish, friend, childless friends out there, whatever they've told you, it's like a thousand times that. Like, it's <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Gosh, like I will never, I'll never like recover from the water thing. So thank God I didn't accidentally kill somebody's baby. Because <laughs> I swear I thought you could just fill a bottle with water and you give not. it to an infant on like a hot summer day. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Here's another fun fact about postpartum. So I made a whole bunch of chili the other day um, because one of the things I was going to do with my month off was do a bunch of freezer meals. Ah. I did make 46 breakfast burritos. <laughs> 
That's a lot of breakfast burritos. Which I now no longer want. <laughs> Frank's going to be eating breakfast burritos till February. And um, I had gotten all this stuff to make chili um, the next day. And, you know, that didn't happen. So I just used some of the stuff like the other day to make some chili for Christmas. And um, I put like a whole bunch of peppers in it. And it gave me a stomach ache. But my stomach ache is in a different place in my body than it normally is. Like, you know how you have like a crampy stomach? The cramp is higher than it should be. (laughs) Which to me says my stomach is in a slightly different place. (laughs) Oh, okay. And I know we don't we don't normally dive this deep into things. Well, yes, we do. We ramble all the time. I have a related story because so I work for a school mm-hmm. and I was with one of our departments that does like biomedical stuff. Mm-hmm. And somehow they started talking about like childbirth and pregnancy and blah, blah, blah. And they talk about it as women who have both had babies mm-hmm. and people who literally study like biology and medical and Uh, so I asked about that so I was like uh so when you're pregnant and your baby squishes your organs and it happens Mm -hmm. like gradually and they're like so like when you have the baby does everything just drop or does it gradually go back she was like no it just it just plumps back so you know what your theory is probably right your stomach Mm. probably fell Mm -hmm. and it's now just in a different place Mm -hmm. it feels it feels like like a, earlier, if I would have had a summer curve, we would have been lower. Now it's a little bit higher. <laughs> Pregnancy. Pregnancy. I Hooray. don't know how we're going to get on task. <laughs> I don't know how we get back. But yes, I'm One glad One time baby's we talked here. about wizards shitting themselves for 30 minutes and still turned it into a quality program. <laughs> I thought you were going to use that as a way to, to like, to like, Oh, babies shit themselves. Let's talk about this other organization that shit themselves. Ooh, see? I love it. Let's thought, go with that. Yes. So, so yes. So, we had a great holiday, I feel. Mm-hmm. Someone did not. <sighs> Someone had a very bad holiday. Tell me what happened, Danielle. So, apparently. So, how do we want to handle this? Do you want me just to do, like, because I feel like if you're listening to this, you might have an idea, even if you don't know everything. So do you want me just to, like, go through it? And yeah, like... because I think we'll have listeners who aren't romance people okay. also. Even though this okay. is definitely outside of romance at this point. Oh, it's it's escaped the it's escaped and it's now out in the wild. And, like, I've seen so many sci-fi authors who are like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, N.K. Jemison was like, fuck that shit. I did see that. I think I retweeted it. And then the New York it. Post, who yes. were, like, you know gossipy and everything is like girl let me tell you what happened on romance twitter (laughs) they had this tone so for a little background we previously did an episode Mm -hmm. because this is not the first time the rwa the romance writers of america it is the industry group for romance writers it's not the first time they've had um issues Mm -hmm. there was our episode on hashtag rita so white when it was sort of people were trying to when i think what had sparked that one was they had listed their nominations and finalists for the Ritas, which mm-hmm. are their like most prestigious awards, and there were no authors of color. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we discussed it, and Molly mentioned several times in that episode, and it's like the telltale heart that comes back to haunt me. She's like, why does this organization exist? 
What is it even relevant? Is it relevant? Who cares? And I was like, no, Molly, no. Like this is this is right. the organization for like the professionals, and it's supposed to abdicate, blah blah blah. And then this happened, which we'll get into. And I've like reached Molly level. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me cares? tell you, when all this happened, you know how um, Thanos was sitting on the chair at the end of all the Marvel movies, just looking <laughs> smug as fuck. That's you. That's how I felt in my heart. Because a couple of people came out and they're like, no, you know, uh, to varying degrees of like pushback there, you, you know, you were like, oh, no, we need this organization. And some people were like, well, you know, more forceful, like we can't just get rid of it. We can't just get rid of it. And I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe I've looked at this wrong. Maybe I was in the wrong. But I feel so smug right now that I can barely even contain it. So that's all I'm going to say. You've been vindicated in a way. I feel like it. I feel pretty good. Come I mean, on. I feel bad that this happened, but I feel I feel like my uh, my natural distrust once again has led me to the right answer. <laughs> that intuition. So I do think this is probably also a good point to say that neither one of us are writers. I mean, I'm yeah. not a writer of any sort, but uh, neither one of us are writers. <laughs> so we don't have, I guess... So it doesn't, I know there's a lot of pain for some people in terms of this, even if we are Mm -hmm. being very kind of like, if we're going to be kind of snarky about it, we don't Mm want to disrespect people who did put a lot of work into RWA, Mm -hmm. into trying to make it better. And who, you know, there's like a lot of, you know, you know, sweat equity, money, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of just got like thrown back in their face. So Mm -hmm. even though we're being like our assholey selves, we're not disrespecting that. We wanted to, we're we're mocking the organization for its continued foolish decisions. Mm-hmm. But not the you know individuals who are just being caught up in this exactly. and have been blindsided. Exactly. So basically, what happened? The short of it is. Well, I don't even think you can do a short of it because I can't do it without explaining. So back in August. Um, there's a number of nice white ladies who take place in this narrative. So back in August, Sue Grenshaw or Grimshaw, don't really care to look it up. Um, nice white lady number one was caught liking racist tweets by Trump, Diamond and Silk, and other, mm. you know, other trash accounts. Mm-hmm. So I want to say this right now, because this comes up in the complaint a lot. Just because Diamond and Silk are black, that don't mean shit. They're yeah. trash. They're racist and they're trash. They don't they don't speak for the blacks. <laughs> so cause there are a lot of places in the complaints I've read from both uh Grimshaw and the other lady where they're like, these two nice African American conservatives who are who are, you know, supporters of Trump. No, they're garbage. I wanna make that unequivocally clear. So um so the likes caused some backlash on Twitter. And Grinshaw, it turns out, works for the second player in this tale, nice white lady number two, Susan Tisdale. Susan spells her name with a Z. This is how you know she's a problem. <laughs> she did. So Tisdale did not react or um, fire Grimshaw or, you know, react in any appropriate manner because she, quote unquote, saw no concrete proof of the racism allegations. Hmm. So, you know, take that for whatever you will. She okay. also posted a nearly 30-minute video where she defended Sue, and she drops this line, Sue Grimshaw is no more racist than I am, which I think is really saying something. Mm. So, mm. so that's all that. So that sort of started it. 
And so in mm-hmm. response to that, historical romance author Courtney Milan questioned how many authors of color were published by um, Susan Tisdale, Nice White Ladies Number 2 Company. Um, the answer was none. Nice White Lady Number 2 argued that it was a new company and they hadn't published anything yet. I argue that's semantics. You know which authors you're working with, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So then in response... So then from that, Courtney Milan went and looked through the publishing company's catalog, and she found a book by nice white lady number three, Catherine Lynn Davis. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the title, but basically she found this book that takes place in China and basically has a lot of, you know, negative stereotypes about Chinese, specifically women, seemed mm-hmm. to be what I noticed in um what Courtney Milan tweeted. They're very kind of fetishy and exoticizing. And she called them out. She sort of went on a Twitter thread where they highlighted things. Like the main character apparently has blue eyes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of... Um, Exotics. Yeah, exotic things and like stereotypes. And so and even Courtney, just the word exotic. Yeah. Oh, yes. The word exotic was used multiple times, I think, to describe people in the book. <clears throat> My voice all of a sudden. Um, it's important to note here that Courtney Milan is Chinese-American. Mm-hmm. So, so in her tweets, she called the book a fucking racist mess. Mm-hmm. This is important to know she was talking about the book because some people's reading comprehension skills got a little got a little lost here. Mm-hmm. And so she so this is what I this is what sparked that complaint. And so Susan Tisdale, nice white lady number two, wrote this, it's a mess. She wrote this incredibly long. Uh, shit show of a complaint towards the RWA. Mm -hmm. She says that nice white lady number three can't be racist because she's nice and she has a master's degree in history and Mm -hmm. she sold a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. She also, in the complaint, compared Courtney Milan to a (laughs) neo-Nazi, which is a bold fucking take. It's like a go-to move. What? It's like a go-to move nowadays. Oh, it's like yeah. I can't be racist. You're the real to. racist for pointing out how racist I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She basically accuses her of reverse racism. She also makes the um, argument that um, Lynn D- Davis, nice white lady number three, lost a publishing contract because the publishing house was afraid to get into Milan's crosshairs. Right. But she offers no proof of this. Right. Like, she doesn't even say they had a contract. Oh, wait. I don't even think there was a contract. She said she lost the opportunity for a contract or something. Mm-hmm. So that's all that. And you can, I'm going to let Molly legal legalize that for what it's worth. Um, and so then Courtney Milan was allowed to refute the complaint. And she argued for very valid points, in my opinion, that one, she's Chinese American criticizing racist tropes about Chinese Americans. Two, she wasn't the only one criticizing the book. Three, Unlike what nice white lady number two argued, she called the book a racist fucking mess, not Davis. And then finally, Lynn Artisdale, who was following the complaint, did not clearly state which parts of the code of ethics Milan violated. Mm -hmm. So the timeline is a bit shaky. All the tweets happened in August. I think this complaint was filed sometime around that time. And then the judgment has a date of November. Mm, okay. Yeah, that was confusing me. I'm still confused because <laughs> the news of the judgment didn't hit Twitter until December 23rd. 
mm-hmm. Christmas Eve Eve, and mm-hmm. they responded that they had found in favor of nice white lady number two and suggested that Courtney Milan face a one-year suspension from the organization and a lifetime ban from leadership positions, which is, woo, woo. Steep. Yeah. Especially considering all the work she has done for this organization. Right. And she, now she was their ethics chair. Is that right? I think she was on the board. Yes, she was on the chair. And when this complaint happened, I think she recused herself Mm. or she stepped aside or something because, see, this is, there are a lot of like, not politics. I don't know what to call it. I guess policies and procedure things that are also Mm. sort of happening at the same time Mm -hmm. that sort of deal with the running of the organization that are kind of nitty gritty. And I kind of don't get how they were handled. There are some that are straight up shady. But little things mm-hmm. like that, like her stepping down or, you know what I mean? The like that. Subcommittee. Yeah. And who was not notified and yeah. when and everything is, was done. Yeah. Is the membership of these committees, it seems to be a secret because that's a whole separate thing. Like, do we know or are other people allowed to know who was on it? So that's, mm-hmm. that's a mess. So they dropped it on Christmas Eve, probably hoping nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. Bad and call on vacation. Their, like, oh yeah, they like their last. They scheduled their we're out of office tweet, and they were like, "Boo, see you in 2020." <laughs> and yeah, this blew up on Twitter. And Alyssa Cole, I think we said earlier, she dropped the tweet sort of mm-hmm. earlier. I think Courtney Milan asked her to. Oh, and she's, okay. Yeah, so she's the one who posted everything, and she posts the links to the documents, and mm-hmm. like Twitter lost its mind, and the backlash was so fast. <laughs> Swift with the swiftness. It was so quick. People like judges were dropping out of judging the Ritas. People, nearly half of their national board, I think, has resigned. People are calling for the president and the president elect and the executive director to resign. People who were on the normal ethics committee have been coming out like en en masse (laughs) saying, um, we didn't know shit about this. Mm-hmm. They did. They got a secret committee. We, uh, I'm gone. I'm not paying my membership. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been other allegations that have come out. So I know that <sighs> so um, uh, one author said that, you know, she was detailing, I think she went to speak at a conference and she was talking about how much less she was paid um, and some of the microaggressions she faced. Um, some writers came out saying that, uh, their manuscripts were seemingly auto rejected Mm -hmm. for membership and Mm -hmm. they're kind of hinting that it might be a religious thing. Um, they didn't specify exactly what they're saying, so I won't either because I don't want to put words in people's mouths. But if you Mm -hmm. kind of look at the thread, it's kind of obvious which religion they're, they're saying is not, uh, is, um... Uh, being discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I think I saw another thing. There, there has been, and this one I don't know all the details on, but it's hinted. There's been a long-standing, I think, issue with a certain publisher. I'll just go ahead and say it. I guess Dream Spinner, mm-hmm. not paying authors, and I think a number of authors have gone to RWA and asked them to advocate for them, which is their role, which are they, mm-hmm. which they're supposed to do, and they haven't. And there's some question on why they haven't. And I think that might be a conflict of interest thing, too, because I think the president-elect has a new book coming out with him. And it's like, are you afraid to speak out because you personally are benefiting? Like, so it's a whole, it's basically, it's like, 
it's any problem the whole anyone's business. ever had. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, it's coming out. Yeah, it's pulling out all the scabs. It's we're we're uncovering everything. And at this point, it's kind of hard to keep track of because there's a lot of this is happening on Twitter. And so there's mm-hmm. so many Twitter threads spinning off every which way. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the secret committee, though, because that's <laughs> fuckery. Right. So I, I understand, like, we kind of looked, you sent over their, like, code of ethics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I understand if they're saying that they needed a a new committee because Courtney Milan was the head of the ethics committee and she appointed the people who sat on that committee, there might be a conflict of interest. Though if what you're telling me is conflict of interest hasn't really, you know what I mean? Like if they already have conflict of interest problems, then I don't know. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, um, uh, I I don't know, like, if that should have been standard procedure or whatever, but I think, like, you know, there could be an argument made. But what seems very fishy or what seems very suspect, I think, for a lot of people is that um, they did it in secret. So it, it seems mm-hmm. like from what the um, standing committee members are saying is that they weren't told about any of this and... You know, they keep talking about procedure. Regular procedure wasn't followed. It, all the shit just kind of hit the fan um, when those tweets went up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on this secret secret committee? Like a secret baby secret committee? Someone on the Twitters, the Twitters, someone on Twitter mm-hmm. sort of said this. And I think now listening to you describe the whole breakdown and how it would have had to happen. It's like, mm-hmm. like, it sounds like someone has it in. For Courtney Milan, because like, how do you organize a secret ad hoc ethics committee to punish an author for something as mild as saying, hey, your book is racist, get her censored, banned for a year and kicked out of, you know, banned from a lifetime position for life. So, like, I don't know. Like, that's it does seem really fishy. And like, I don't know. I don't want to I was about to say I don't want to give into conspiracy theories, but we know who. We know. No. I love conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> right. Like, does, I know who I am as a person. Right. But, like, that feels so intentional. It does. And it's just, I mean, you know, I'm newer to romance than you are. But I, over the course of the past year, I feel like romance, Twitter, the romance committee, they're always popping off. Like, someone's always angry. Someone's always doing, like a thread or I don't know who needs to know or something, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like now all of a sudden to go after this one author, it's like, well, what's up with that? So I wanted to ask, I'm not super familiar with Courtney Milan. Um, Mm -hmm. I did see someone saying um, like, it was something like whatever your personal issues with Courtney Milan, if she's been mean to you, if you don't like her, uh, you should put that aside because this is bigger than that. And so I saw a few people saying, like, agreeing with that. So I don't know if there's, like, and then, again, here's my conspiracy-mindedness again. I don't know if there's, like, some kind of counter-messaging going on where people are like, well, you know, she's not that great, or da-da-da-da-da, or she has a reputation that people don't like her, or something. But it kind of plays into what you were saying, like, it seems personal. Like, people seem mad at this author. People seem mad at this woman, and it's like, 
all this shit blew up because of it. Yeah. I will say she, um, Courtney Milan has been one of the more vocal authors in terms of like Rita's so white mm-hmm. and like racist things happening in the industry. She was the one who sort of led the whole, um, was not cocky gate. The one, the lady who had like plagiarized from like 80 different people. Uh, she was the one who sort of led the charge on that. So she's probably, it's probably what's like the negative connotation of the squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the grease right. or like the, what's the, there's a saying like the tall nail gets banged down or something. And I think it's something uh, to do with that. She's well, usually. Here's the interesting thing. The people in this thread were black. Oh, were they? Mm-hmm. That I don't, I haven't seen. No, I don't, that I haven't seen. And I don't yeah. know, that might be, because there are a lot of things I think are really inside, not in, what's it called? Like inside baseball that oh, you yeah. have to be an author maybe to be on. So no. And we're not that. Yeah, and no. we're not that. We're just deep. looking at this all from the outside. But yeah. it's like, yeah, I my mind immediately went to conspiracy theory, too. <laughs> uh, like, well, are there people out there like, you know, well, I never liked her. And you know, you don't like her either. And because, like I said, I just I don't know anything about her. But I would agree that, you know, this issue is definitely bigger than just this one author. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, if I'm going along with your conspiracy theory, like it seems very <laughs> personal, then this shit like blew everything up for something that seemed like an issue with one specific person and not wanting that one specific person on your board anymore. Did but you again, the- this is all conspiracy. So yeah. I could be a million miles off the mark. Well, I don't know. She sent an email herself. She retweeted herself from like two years ago uh-huh. where she was like, I'm going to be on the ethics board. And I like, she was like, I hope she's like, she, my goal is to like clean house and blah, blah, blah. She's like, mm. I hope this doesn't, or like, I really hope this doesn't come back and bite me in the ass. And I have to deal with like some kind of bullshittery. And she, and was she like, retweeted that. Interesting. She's, yeah. Like, she's like, that's so just... prophetic. <laughs> I love a good conspiracy theory. And now I'm convinced, even though <laughs> I have no direct evidence of it. Yeah. I want to sort of, Let's make this a bit broader and talk okay. about the term chilling effect. Mm. Yay. And basically what this, let's be all like, I guess if we were to treat this as like a legal case, mm-hmm. like they had just established precedent, basically what they're saying with this decision is if you author of color or LGBTQ author or whoever criticize a book for, you know, problematic elements. And I guess if you don't do it nicely enough, even though she wasn't even that, she didn't attack the person. She talked it about the book. It was tame. Like what I was saying earlier, it was tame <laughs> compared to like a regular Tuesday on romance Twitter. <laughs> exactly. On book Twitter, on the internet. So if you go on there and you call out this author, they can turn around and basically have you, you know, punished for it. Yeah. Which is a really bad precedent to set. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really disgusting. It's basically a bunch of white women who like got sad because someone was mean to them. They turned around to this organization and the organization took their side. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's what's gotten, I think, made this bigger than the normal fight. Because mm-hmm. it seems so blatant, like, that this is what happened. Like, I, I read the complaint. I didn't read it probably as closely as you. Because uh, <laughs> that was so nuts. What's that? It was so nuts. Like, I 
I could pull out some choice lines from this complaint. Ooh, and I want you to. I was going to say, Squeaky Mouse was sleeping on me, and he wanted a bottle, and it was like... Oh, I we heard trying. how angry he gets. Oh, he, ooh, girl, he was mad. <laughs> but yeah, I did, I did read through it once, and it was very much like, um, like you said, like, this person said something mean about me and my friends, and it violates these rules. And I was really, like, struggling with my sleep-deprived brain to figure out how, like, what was the analysis on that? Like, how are you applying this rule to these actions to reach this conclusion? And I couldn't really get there. So I, I think, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, I couldn't either because it's her, per- and then I go like, well, it's her personal Twitter. Right. It's not an official Twitter. Right. She was critiquing the book, which you clearly state is ex- is excluded from, you know, like this kind of pun. Right. And it's like, I, I'm trying to make it make sense. And I think like, you know, in addition to that, like not saying who the, re- who the committee was and how they reached this finding look shifty like if you're reading it and you're like i can't i can't make sense of this and then um you won't tell us how you got there how you did the math then people are going to be mad Mm -hmm. so it's it's really weird and then um i want to read you two choice paragraphs from the original complaint because it is it's kind of bullshitty so i was gonna try and say this in my like mess white lady voice but i can't i can't keep that going for so it'll just be me um it is my belief that Ms. Milan targeted Catherine Lynn Davis simply because Ms. Davis is one of my acquisitions editors and Ms. Davis happens to be white. I love it when they use the phrase happens to be white. She is white. Like she didn't yeah. accidentally wake up and find herself white. She's white. Yeah. Um, I can find no other reason for her atta- for her to attack Miss Davis in this manner. Certainly nothing based on any factual evidence. Mm. I find it very difficult to understand how Miss Milan could be chair of the RWA Ethics Committee when she continually and repeatedly behaves in this manner and launches disgusting attacks against other authors and other RWA mem- members. This is akin to putting a neo-Nazi in charge of a UN Human Rights Committee. Oh no! It's so bad. <laughs> Honestly, if I were on, like the fact that this didn't get thrown out. Yeah. Like, not only they read it and, like, made a judgment on it, it got entertained long enough to make it that far. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. <laughs> the complaint it's, was a lot. Even that is, one paragraph was a lot. It's peak white lady. It's, it's like, pure, it's, like, essence. Pure <laughs> white lady. Like, you could, like, take this into, like, a store and it'll ask for the manager on its own. Like. Yeah. I just, I, mm. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> who was on this committee? <laughs> I don't think we know. And that's the thing. And like, I think that's what people want to know. They're like, who was on this committee? Because it's, it's like either like they got specific, because I have not seen anyone defend this complaint. I don't go on that side of Twitter, really mm-hmm. open myself up to people who might, you know what I mean? But it's like either you found the five or six people in the whole organization, you know, cherry pick them to think that this was valid. Or you just kind of wanted her <laughs> out and this was a way to do it. I don't know. I, I don't understand how this complaint led to those consequences. And again, if they're not telling us the reasoning behind it, like it's 
that's when conspiracy theories abound, you know? I read the final judgment and they give like four, they break it down into four complaints Mm -hmm. and they find in Courtney Milan's favor for three of them. Mm-hmm. So only really one of them is standing, and this is still the outcome. The first mm-hmm. complaint is the ma- engaging in conduct injurious to RWA or its purposes, um, most particularly um, the purpose of creating a safe and respectful environment for his community of writers. They fa- that was the one they found she violated, quote-unquote. Right. Right. The other ones, she was not found guilty of intimidating conduct that threatened a member's career, reputation, safety, or well-being. Mm-hmm. She was not found guilty... Of um, she was not a member of the RWA board when the social media exchange took place, because I guess she did say that until she was, and they found that she did not um, make personal, private identifier information made public. She didn't do that. So I'm like, right. well, you got her on one charge, a really wonky outcomes. And it's yeah. like, what what does that mean? Can you read it again? I'll re- yeah, the I'll read you the whole thing. For? Or even I'll read just the whole thing. In the well, yeah, it's so because it's a lot. In the matter of engaging in conduct injurious to RWA or its purposes, the committee determined that Ms. Milan's comments were in violation of the organization's express purpose of creating a safe and respectful environment for its community of writers. Most particularly, the committee considered the legal phrase of invidious discrimination. I don't know what that means. Find as by word or deed likely to arouse, inflame, or incur resentment or anger in others, tending to cause discontent, animosity, envy, words that created an unjust comparison or were unfairly discriminating as being applicable to this case. I can well, send you a too, fun if you thing, like. Because I just like typed invidious into Google and like the the definition like word for word, likely to arouse or incur resentment or anger in others, unfairly discriminating, unjust. So that's fine. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, what they found her guilty of. Okay. Guilty, I guess, in violation of. I'm trying I'm trying to break this down. Um did you send that to me? Like I'd like to do like a textual analysis of this. I did. I sent you the I sent you that whole first bullet. So let's break this down. Also, because my reading wasn't that great, so. No, no, I was I was following it, but it, like, I don't know. I'm, like, if I read something and see it, like, I remember it forever. If I hear mm-hmm. it, it's gone almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Engaging in conduct injurious to RWA are its purposes. Okay. The committee determined <laughs> that Miss... Because I'm like, it's like, that's the part that was tripping me up from the original complaint, like that kept coming up to me. And I was like, how is this injurious to RWA arts purposes? So if they're saying that one of their purposes is to create a safe and respectful environment for his committee of writers, let's start with that. So if one of their main purposes is to create the safe and respectful environment for his committee of writers... I think the best argument against that is harboring or protecting um, racist feelings from valid complaints. Like who, who that's creating a safe environment for whom? Exactly. Um, It's tone policing. It's tone policing. It's punching down. It's saying that the feeling like hurt feelings are more precious than, you know, being rightly upset about racist conduct, which mm-hmm. to me 
it's not an organization I would want to be a part of. And I would go back to why, why does this exist? But we'll put that aside for a second. I just, again, I told you, Molly, like your voice just kept playing in my head. I was like, Molly was right. (laughs) Molly was right. She called it. Okay. Most particularly, the committee considered the legal phrase of invidious discrimination defined as by word or deed likely to arouse in flame or incur resentment in, or anger in others, tending to cause discontent, animosity, envy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I had not heard of this phrase, um, but again, I'm not, like, like I've said several times, I'm not a lawyer. Um, well, because I thought it was a law thing because we want to know what's the real irony. I think Courtney Milan introduced that. Right? Because isn't she an attorney? Yes. Or she went to law school, right? Yeah, she was an attorney. She, like, clerked for a Supreme Court Justice. For a Supreme Court Justice. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's see. Invidious discrimination law. She forged the weapons which they got her with. There's some kind of Greek tragedy. Right. There's a treaty. Invidious discrimination is treating a class of persons unequally in a manner that is malicious, hostile, or damaging. See, these are two different definitions, I feel like. There's the one on Google, which it seems like they use. (laughs) And then it seems like this legal definition where it's talking about class of people. Um, The criteria delineating the groups such as gender, race, or class determine the kind of discrimination. Generally refers to treating one group of people less less well than another on such grounds as their race, racism, gender, sexism, Religion, religious discrimination, caste, ethnic background, nationality, disability, sexual orientation, sexual preference, or behavior, results of IQ testing. It goes on. Yes. I'm trying to see how this fits with this definition because they're saying that it's by word or deed likely to arouse, inflame, or incur resentment or anger in others. So basically... It sounds to me like riling people up is what they're mad at. But this legal definition is saying, no, it's pretty much the discrimination on the basis of a protected class. Mm -hmm. So I would just I would need to see more of how they're using this, because if this is like one of the things that they're getting her on this invidious discrimination, my question is how? What is a protected class? Because racists are not a protected class. Exactly, yeah. You being a sad white lady is not enough for you to cry reverse racism. Someone hurting your feelings is not racism. I mean, why are you publishing the book if you don't want people, if you only want people to say, if you can't handle people saying mean things about it? It's true. I mean, like, you know, we look all the time like people are saying shit about authors and it's like I I just again, So she sat down and ate her food. So she sat down and ate her food again seems just like something that happens every single day on Twitter so why all of a sudden did they go ham on this particular instance from <gasps> August? I would like to make a correction. Mm-hmm. The final report was submitted December 11th it, the oh. file, the file name says eleven nineteen, which made me think it was huh? November. Oh, okay, but it was submitted December eleven twenty nineteen. Oh, so that was hmm. so like yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, just this timeline is very strange. Like, did something happen two weeks ago that they were like, I don't know. Again, conspiracies all over. Um, 
Let's see. So apparently the other author um, submitted her own complaint. Oh. Even more, like, it was even wider somehow. Like, she said, she begins by calling my book a fucking racist mess after admittedly reading only part of the sample. Her foul language and hostile approach and her favorite attack word, racist, make it clear that she's out to damage my reputation and my future. According to RWA's internal core values, the association belongs to its members. In addition, it fosters an environment of creative and professional growth. RWA thrives through the free exchange of ideas, knowledge, and diverse career experiences. And finally, united romance writers are a powerful group. Ms. Milan appears to disagree with every one of these values. From her behavior on Twitter, she seems to believe that the question of diversity belongs only to her, to defend in the most divisive, vicious, and unprofessional way possible. Rather than fostering an environment of creative and professional growth, she inspires fear in her audience, who know, who know how many writers she has already destroyed. It's kind of like someone also pointed this out. It's also like, oh, the poor, the poor victim white lady. Like, we've got to stop this lady from attacking us. Like, even that rhetoric is super racist. Like, she's out here, like, being yelling and being, like, an angry minority. Uh-huh. When it was really, like, she used the she used the word fuck a lot, but it was really the tamest of. Right. And again, I want to go back to what they got her on. <laughs> this, the safe and respectful environment. Again, this woman is saying, like, I did not feel safe to be problematic. Right. And then this invidious discrimination i a published white author felt attacked by this chinese woman (laughs) like what the hell like i make it make sense danielle it doesn't from what even from what they're saying it seems like they just pulled some bullshit out (laughs) like none of this none of this matches up I would agree with that wholeheartedly because my favorite is where they sort of low-key accuse Courtney Milan of tweet of like tweeting these things while knowing she can tweet about them. It's basically they're saying like she did not behave in a way that threatened a member's career, reputation, safety, or well-being. But they do make this sort of side note that they were made aware that she had served on the board when this exception. Um, so there are a number of exceptions laid out on what can be said that includes true statements, personal disagreements, honest discussion of books, not RWA operated social media posts, yada, yada, yada. And they sort of had this like snarky aside where they're like, well, she probably knew of those exceptions since she was on the board when those exceptions were created. Like she got away with something or something. It's really weird and sneaky and kind of editorializing. Like why include that? (laughs) Like why I had to read that and bring the the screen to my so close to my face. I heard you read it. <laughs> it but didn't it make no make sense, sense to me. Cause it's like you can't be like, this doesn't violate the rules, and she knew that, and we hate her for that. Right. That's what it implies. Like she got away with something. That like don't she, make no sense, y'all. Like she found a loophole. It's so she found, weird. She she wasn't you know, out of compliance and she knew that and she's evil for that. And let's get her for that. What? What? It's I, so weird. It is. That is, you are correct. That is an extremely strange statement to put in, you know, an official judgment. Like, well, she wasn't breaking yeah. the rules, but because she knew she wasn't, that's, that's the real racism. What's the legal term when you, Put intentions on someone that you're not sure of. 
Isn't that a thing? Or like you, you don't know, it's not heresy, is it? Like you don't know someone's intentions, but you're creating them as if you do, or you're like, you're adding them to the official story as if you do. I don't know. It's not hearsay, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't get enough <laughs> sleep last night to recall that. But, um, I it's just know. weird. Yeah, I was like, why did we include that line? Like, oh, why? she, she yeah. did something she knew was allowed and therefore and that makes it. And that's why she's the bad one. <laughs> I am that hurts my brain <laughs> that, that gave me a little bit of a headache because it's like I, they're saying that it, and I feel like this is what they really wanted to get her on because again those first two points don't make no fucking sense Mm-mm. but they oh I'm sorry we can't say fucking don't make no sense <laughs> I will listen you try and take the word fucking out of my vocabulary I'll fight you I don't pay no dues <laughs> to this organization I don't, I don't know RWA shit um so it seems like this is the one kind of like that would make more sense with what they're saying because the complaint's saying like they felt bad they're alleging that business a potential business opportunity might have been lost because they something 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 um like this objectively threaten a member's career, reputation, safety, or well-being. That's that's the one that seemed like what the complaint was alleging the injury was. But they're mm-hmm. saying here that they can't get her on this because probably a million reasons. Like there, I didn't see any evidence of any of this being true that a business opportunity was lost. Mm-hmm. That it was the person who, like, basically the person had standing, the complainant. Like, she's saying, like, my friend said that they didn't get a business deal because um, the other person said that they would be uh, targeted on Twitter. Which, fun fact, that is hearsay. (laughs) But... you know, they couldn't they couldn't get her on any of these things. She had no proof. She could prove, I think we talked about this at one point or another. She couldn't prove that anything bad happened to her because of this. So I she think She did that, say she lost three authors. But again, she doesn't but know. But against you don't have any proof why. of that. Yeah. Like she didn't talk to the author. She doesn't have anything stating this. Unless I'm, you know, misremembering something. Like it seemed like everything is just kinda this is what she thinks. Like, yeah, there's she did, nothing she in there. Nope. She didn't offer any actual proof. She didn't include, like, letters from those people saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or even that that was a reasonable fear for them to have. Like, you can be walking down the street, Danielle, and be, like, totally afraid that a clown is going to come out and hit <laughs> you with a pie. But that's not a reason. Like, that's not a reasonable <laughs> fear to have. That's not a reason to get rid of all clowns because you might be hit with a pie. That's not a reasonable fear. That's not that's not something that we all had to protect you against forever and ever and ever. So even if like somebody came out and said, yeah, well, I was afraid that, you know, she would do this or that. It's like you can be afraid. But is that a reasonable fear? Not really, because people on fucking Twitter argue all the goddamn time. Mm hmm. So it's like, you know, you know, not working with her, working with her. If the names of these authors come out, you know, they might they might face some flack anyway, even though they didn't work with her. 
So I, I think like this state, this paragraph is saying, we know we can't get you on this mm-hmm. and we fucking hate you for that. <laughs> like we're mad at you for that. That's your fault too. And you sort of brought up a th- something I thought it's going to probably going to have a Streisand effect. Like, cause before this, I didn't know who I remember reading about the Grimshaw thing when it exploded, but it was kind of minor because just liking tweets. Yeah, it is shady, but it's not enough for people to really get. But now because of this, I know Susan with the Z Tinsdale, Grimshaw and Davis. And I'm like, okay, so those three are trash as well as her publishing company, Glenfinnan, whatever the fuck it is. So like all she's done now is like really entrenched those three names and her publishing house with accusations of racism. Right. And not only that, they seem more verified because the RWA made this colossal F up. Fuck up. Which is way, way, way worse than anything that could have happened with that first thread. Exactly. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's like, you can't even do anything. You can't even get mad about it because it's on you. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. It's just so wild. It's like just... And the more I read the complaint, like, the more, like, disgusting nuggets I find. Like, this is such white lady tears. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm again, you know, you, we sat down over the summer or whatever it was, and you explained to me, like, I was, like, a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, the purpose of this organization and who they were and I know you said it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to me and I couldn't get in my reptile brain how this made sense and now I'm looking at this and I'm looking at their actions and I'm looking at everything that happened and I'm like who is in charge over here how did this happen how did anyone think this is a good idea how is this organization continuing to exist when they're making all these bad decisions Yeah, it's systemic. And what someone shared on Twitter, someone who is part of the group and who had worked on a board, they said, like, a lot of these nice white ladies, which is what they've taken to calling them, they won't get on Twitter and, like, share their opinions there. They will, however, write the board and they'll share these opinions about all these things. And they're, like, sort of, like, they won't come out and just state. It's sort of like the people who, like, I don't know what to say. They won't come out and state, oh, I disagree or I agree or blah, blah, blah. But they will show their support, like, in quieter back channel ways where they won't have to get called out for it. And it's like, if you are getting rid of the dissenting voices within the organization, then it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's, uh, I lost the word, but it's like, it's at its core. It's at this organization's essence. If you're saying like people can get in the back channels, if you're saying like, this is the way they operate and dissenting voices are removed, then how do you fix the organization? Yeah, chilling, I think. Chilling. It's at its, it's at its very core. It's in its DNA. Mm-hmm. So again, I ask, what is the point and what is the alternative? I think it seems to me, and like I don't know, again, because I'm looking at this on the outside, I read romance, but I am not a romance writer. I don't know the industry very well, and I don't know what it's like to be an RWA. And I get a sense from a lot of authors that they are fed up and that they're looking to serious, creating a serious alternative, which makes me sad because RWA was founded by a black woman. Her name was I think Vivian we did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Her name was Vivian Stevens. And like, and so this organization, because it failed to look out for all of its members. Now these people, 
are going out and having to start something new from scratch. So RWA still has the name and the industry resources and probably the money, to be perfectly honest. But they have to go out and forge something new because they done fucked up. Well, I mean, it, it sucks that this is this person's legacy. Um, I would be interested, and I, I know this information will never come out, but I'll, I would be interested to see the effect this had on the organization financially. Um, well, I think it should start pulling come their out. memberships. Oh, I think they should be completely transparent. Everything should come out because I think it's just fascinating and the only way they're going to get through this is to be honest about something. Because but, uh, whenever these things, will. whenever mm-hmm. these, I don't think they will. Whenever these things come up, we're always like, there's always like, first of all, there's three different conversations. There's one that, or I guess two, I don't know why I got so eager. There's two different conversations. There's the ones that are happening out in the public. And then there are the ones that are happening on the boards where apparently it's even usually even worse. So who knows what's happening on the member only boards and then they always have these committees and like the judges, like everything's done anonymously. So there's no kind of accountability. And it's like, maybe don't, maybe don't make everything so secret anymore. Maybe if you're right. going to have an ethics committee, there should be a list. It's like, these are the women serving on the ethics committee. Here's their email. Or not women, but here are the people serving on the ethics committees. Here's their email. Here's where you can find them. Like everything is just so secret and bureaucratic. And it like crazy leads- for an ethics committee. Yes. Well, for the whole organization. No transparency. Yeah. Like, why? What are you hiding? Yeah. It's funny you said that because someone did mention, like, I think there's, like, equally conspiratorial people on Twitter. And they were like, we should do a financial audience. (laughs) Because people were, like, going all the way. They're like, because I think what happened is they have completely broken trust. So now people are like. Yeah, now people are questioning literally everything. everything. Which we kind of talked about. It's like every, you know slight that's ever happened whether real or imagined big or small now people are going to be like yeah they did shit to me too and these Mm -hmm. stories are not good that are coming out it's like discrimination Mm -hmm. against everybody one person was like how do we know authors of colors stories even made it to the judges for the readers like how do we know they didn't get their money and they weren't immediately just like sidelined and like we don't know so they also did this after they got all their money Ooh, shady. Shady. They waited for the Rita, the deadline, the entry deadline for the contest and all those funds to come in. And they're like, BT dubs, we're dropping this on you. It just, I don't know. And I'll be very clear to saying this. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't have any transparency into this. But I will say that just the optics of it, the way it looks bad all around and I don't understand how no one saw this sometimes I'm just stunned by people's lack of like PR intuition right like I don't know maybe that is a skill like because I don't know I just don't how did you not see everything about this was gonna like make you look like with egg on your face did you see that astronomy club on Netflix no it's very funny me if I see things A lot of, like, newborn is just sitting up in the middle of the night (laughs) watching TV while trying to, like, get a tiny human to pass gas. (laughs) So, um, that was something I watched. They had, like, this whole, like, really super-duper racist board game or something. And at the end, like, all the people are sitting around the white people. And they're like, how did this happen? Like, we're going to be destroyed. 
And then they look over and there's like one black guy in the room and he's got like a huge stack of paper in front of him. And he starts screaming. He's like, I told you. I sent 530 emails. And he starts throwing like all the paper around and screaming. And he's like, I told you that this was racist. And if there was someone like with within RWA who was that person with all the ship going down, I can't wait to hear that story. Cause Oh, I'm sure there has to be. Because we always say, like, you know, how did this happen? You know, how did so much racism happen and no one was saying anything? And I'd be willing to bet at least somebody was like, no, guys, maybe let's not. Well, and it's probably a symptom of the bigger issue. Like, they don't feel listened to. There probably was some author in the room who's like, this is going to be a shit show. Could have been. Could have been. fine. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, no, let's push this forward. Why? Why was this pushed forward? Like, it doesn't make no sense. Somebody had to have said something, right? Like, I want to give this judgment a grade, Molly. Like, <laughs> oh, an F. Can I give it a Q? <laughs> like, it's bad. It don't make any sense. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh I also least, forgot oh, Bookstore ahead, Romance Day cut their tie, so now they're losing... I guess they're not losing money. Bookstore Romance Day is losing money. Another publisher cut their ties. Like, I don't know how they can turn this around. It's the thing they said was going to happen if this Courtney Ballon was able to be like all loud and ethnic <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> and then she was censured and then the bad thing happened. And it's like, exactly. if you, like you said, if you had just sat there and ate your food, Probably Oosh. none of this would have happened, and all these other stories wouldn't come to light, and all these people wouldn't be pulling out. But and now you cannot blame it on Courtney Milan because her ass ain't there. <laughs> people pulled out all the receipts. All the receipts. Oh, the stuff they're saying is no good. Oof. My favorite, I think, was um. When she says, Susan in her complaint says, I will accept nothing less than a full public apology from Courtney Milan. I don't think it's coming. No, no, boo. I don't (laughs) think it is. And then she threatened to sue her. And again, for what, girl? (laughs) You couldn't even get this non-legal secret committee to agree on all your points. You're gonna go to court for you damages, know? just generic damages. Damages. What? First of all, you know, if you take anything from this podcast, you have two things you should take from this podcast. You have to say clearly and explicitly, "I want to speak to my lawyer. I will not continue to talk to you until I talk to my lawyer." That's one. And two, um, you have to prove damages. You have to prove that you were hurt. And if you can't, you can't just go and sue someone because they hurt your feelings. That's not how that works. If two th- two nuggets of wisdom I can give you, <laughs> it would be those two. That. But it just that's like it, what that's like what two hundred dollars worth of advice you just gave for free, right? And it's like you know what? If you sue and they throw it out, there's a good chance you're going to be paying her court fees. So it's exactly. like, do you really want to do this? Because it's it's very it's easy and free to say I'm going to sue you. <laughs> it costs a whole lot of money and time to actually sue someone. I kind of like that. It's easy and free. It's easy and free. So it's like Shutting I up. just, especially if this woman is a lawyer, like oh yeah, she is. 
She's got a lot of lawyer friends. Probably. Who'll probably, like, cut her a good rate. You know? So, speaking of all lawsuits, all of this is just what we're seeing. Obviously, no one... At this point when we're recording this, we don't have insight into everything that happened. And it's just creating a lot of confusion and anger and speculation. And like you said, a lot of people pulling out old receipts. And Mm -hmm. it's like, they could have, I feel like they could have avoided this by just being transparent. And if it really was someone just didn't like, you know, Courtney Milan or what she was doing or what she was turning it, you know what it seems like? It seems like maybe res, resent, not resentment, resistance to the changes that they said they were going to make following the Rita So Right white controversy. Oh, I bet that's it. Like right. I would be, I would bet a hundred million dollars that that's probably part of it too. Right. End of the day, it's just a sea change was coming. People who like things the way that they were the process how it was because it was set up in a certain way to keep certain things from happening mm-hmm. and now just just anger or not wanting to do things in a new way not wanting to be called out and that's why this why there's so much disconnect between what happened and what the outcome was because mm-hmm. it's like I always say like racism and bigotry it's kind of like it's like illogical. It's like you can think, like if you think like logic is like A, B, C, D, and you're like led from one thing to the next. Bigotry is like a big hole right in the middle that keeps you from being logical. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like I'm looking at this and it's it doesn't make any sense how they got to this complaint. And the only, like one of the biggest reasons why that could be is because it's just, this old school bigotry, these holdover um, ideas, these problematic things that have plagued this organization, at least since the summer that I saw. <laughs> probably per- before then. Probably before. But again, I'm only speaking about what I have knowledge of. <laughs> it's It's keeping logic. It's keeping, like, I hear my baby, like, crying through the headphones he's with his daddy i think he's getting his diaper changed uh but it's keeping you from being your best self bigotry it's keeping you from making rational decisions it's keeping you from um it's always going to keep things from being better i guess is my point yeah it is yeah and as long as you're allowed you're you got a platform or an organization that will give those you know thoughts and logic equal footing with you're not going to progress anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh, I feel bad. I like distracted. I was like, I got to let Molly go. That's oh. okay. Well, I think that that was a good discussion. S- yeah. Just- we don't know. We recorded this the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Where it's honestly. Go. Yeah. It's only blowing up more and more. Yeah. So, because I literally just saw something, like a click on a link from Twitter. Someone's like, I got this email about some author who said anti-Semitic and racist things, and they got him on tape, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, no, girl. We might be doing a follow-up on this one. <laughs> it's like a year-long investigation. I want a right. Pulitzer. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, but I think, 
I mean, I think the end of the, the end of the thing is just like, as long as, you know, white women's tears and, you know, the fear of hurting racism, racist feelings, as opposed to acknowledging the hurt that they cause continues to be like the front of people's priorities at the top of people's priorities, you won't make any progress. It's so true. I don't know what's going to happen to RWA. I think they would have to, honestly, I think at this point they would have to like set the whole thing on fire and start over. Yeah. And if there's an organization, if like people are serious and they start a counter organization, like, I don't know. I don't know how you come back from that. If there's, I don't either. Yeah. Like, like I said, what's the alternative? And if people come up with a viable one, that's your membership dues. Exactly. These organizations, these associations, it's not like they're dragons sitting on top of piles of money. Like, (laughs) you don't survive without members. Exactly. So, and people, you know, paying their membership, entering your awards, going to all your workshops, and there've already been many people saying they're not going to the conference. They're pulling their submissions from the awards. They probably won't get refunds, though. I'm sorry. Pro- no, probably so, not. But they won't have any judges, so. Yeah, and you can fool so. somebody once with that, but next year when you're looking <laughs> at your budget, exactly, people are going to be like, "Oh, and they didn't give me a refund. Let me re up." Yeah, I don't think so. So have you, I think that's, that's enough. I just, I will say it's a big time suck going down these Twitter threads. And I appreciate your commitment. <laughs> I like mess. What's that? <laughs> what's that? Marie Kendo. <laughs> Kendo Gip. I love mess. So, but no, I think it's, I think it's good. You know, what's the saying? Sunlight is the best. So yeah, bring the. Disinfectant, yeah. Yeah, she wanted to bring her tomfoolery. She got it down on paper in a formal complaint. We can all see what a fool Susan with the C. Tisdale is. And now we have we can see what a big of fools the RA Ethics Committee Board is. So it's there in writing. Say, I know a Suzanne with a Z. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> this is Susan, not a Suzanne. Oh, I also Susan. know a Suzanne. This is a Susan with a Z. Oh, that's totally different. <laughs> I know a Suzanne that. with a Z. Yeah, no. Huh. She's Susan with a Z. I'm going to be petty. I'm going to make fun of it. So, Molly, have you had a chance to do any reading? So, you know, we we've spoke? been trying to get through uh, the Baby Llama um, finger puppet book. Aw, trying look, to get through. Have you been? I look forward to seeing how that, that six page book ends. <laughs> oh, I love the it. Baby Llama, uh, you know has a good day and gets to take the nap that they want to take. What keeps stopping? What happens? Well, if you can hear little squeaky oh, mouse yeah. <laughs> yelling in the background. <laughs> he, he must be having a diaper change right now. Aw. Well, <laughs> baby. Um, I am four books shy of a hundred books this year and you can bet your ass I'm still trying to get them. You can do it. Uh, I got to find some short books. I read A Good Marriage by Stephen King. Oh, okay. kind, kind of disappointing. It was apparently turned into a movie. Don't think I'm going to watch it. It was apparently inspired by the BTK killer. Oh. And like the premise is a wife discovers her husband is a serial killer. Uh-huh. Which you think would allow for like a lot of suspense. Like yeah. she's got to keep this secret. And, yeah. Uh, no. He like completely. I thought the BTK killer scared you, and you didn't want to listen, like look at anything about him. 
That's the um, uh, original Night Stalker. He freaks me out. Oh, I could have sworn it was BTK too. Like back when we were in college. The BTK killer is creepy, but considering how he got caught, <laughs> it's kind of weak. How did he get caught? Like, he, um, he emailed the, po- like he was writing the police like these email messages and okay. he was like, you can't trace these, can you? And they were like, no, yeah. we can't, we can't trace them. So he continued doing it and they found he was using a public library computer. Only in Kansas. Like, I think they even had like, they were like, it was a written log, like he had signed in wow. and we just looked to see who used the computer <laughs> at that time. And I was like, oh, so yeah. Mm. But I don't know, I mean, like, it feels like that should promise a lot of suspense and it's not there. Oh. Like Stephen King kind of cuts his own foot out underneath that one. Oh. Um, I read Girl Gone Viral by Alicia Rye and I read another <laughs> Ice Planet book. <laughs> To prepare for another podcast. That's coming up. So oh, I've got, yeah. um, I'm recording the first episode tomorrow okay. by myself. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I felt like I need to explain why. Yeah. We talked about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, know if we like, talked about it on air. I don't know if we did. Like, let me explain why. Let me, let me first apologize. <laughs> and secondly, explain the how and why. Yes, so that's happening. Are you? I think you shouldn't say who's going to be on there. I think it should be a surprise each time. Okay, <laughs> just keep it a secret. Yeah, like I, so. I think you should say it like right before it comes out. Yeah, because you got some good people. I do. It's going to be fun. Like this whole like, there's no way to not make talking about blue alien <laughs> sex books fun. Like, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. <laughs> I am too. So I just like, don't let my, I'm like, whoa, what happens if I got to go job? I don't think I will. So, but I was like, don't let anyone from work or Ever home know about this. <laughs> see about this. I told my mom, she was like, oh. Oh no, now your mom. Like, it's going to be great. <laughs> I don't want your mom judging me. Oh, she's already listened to us. <laughs> You're like too late. She's judged, uh, judged and sentenced. <laughs> She's already listened to Black Chick Lit, dude. Uh, hi, Molly's mom. Okay, so, so I think that was a good episode. Yes, our this is not what we typically do for January, so we've got to get our you know looking forward to oh yeah episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Should Although we say which? No, we're not saying which book we're reading yet, are we? Oh, we can. I just gotta we find it. We should. So when I'm up at, um, you know, 3 a.m. Yeah. So it is mm-hmm. our favorite time. Well, Mo- definitely Molly's favorite time of the definitely year. Definitely my favorite time of the year. It I've is Urban Lit. to it. <laughs> <laughs> it is Urban Lit Month. Urban mm-hmm. Fic Month, excuse me. And so we did a poll on Patreon mm-hmm. and... The book that won actually kind of stressed stressed us both out. But since it's the second book in a series, we're going to read the first one. Yeah. If, did that make any sense? I hope it made sense. <laughs> we are reading Hold You Down by Keisha Irving. I hope it takes place in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. I don't see an arch on the cover. That but is, there is a dead a, giveaway. Yeah. There is a cover on, there is one on the cover of the second book. So if it's the same group of friends. Then it probably is. And I yeah. think a lot of hers were in um, St. Louis, right? Because she's a St. Louis-based writer. 
Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited. So off off recording, I got to remember to send you a copy. I will oh, do that yeah. when we hang up. Because <laughs> we've got that card now. It's like, we ain't paying for this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Look at us <laughs> just, going into 2020 in I, black. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, no. Just send me the email address affiliated with your Kindle account. <laughs> okay. And I'll make sure you get that. I'll uh, send yeah. it right now because I'm looking for I like like Daniel said, this is my favorite time. I feel like we see some real gems. Oh, we do. We have some great discussions. Are we drinking for this one? Yeah. Is that a new tradition too? That is our new tradition. Awesome. I will get some wine. Mm-hmm. 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 And it will It's gonna be lit. Will, <laughs> it will be lit. <laughs> we need a t shirt. We do. So um, I think that's it for all the housekeeping things. I think so. Um, yeah, we're going into 2020 strong. Really I'm strong. Yeah, so. Looking strong. I saw your little uh, weight loss journey pic. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'll post it even though I stalled towards the end. But I was like, yay. I don't know. It's just fun to like meet a goal. Yeah. So now I've got to set a new one. I want to deadlift something. I think I told you that. Yeah, like a grown man or something, right? <laughs> Yes. Be like, you ain't gonna fuck with me and just like, you know, lift a whole man off the ground and throw him somewhere. I, don't I know. love that. I can't <laughs> wait until December twenty twenty to to see you posting this. Yes, that'll be that'll be just the video and you'll you'll know. You'll know. You'll know if you if know. If you're in mm-hmm. the know, you'll know. <laughs> exactly. Oh this All right, where can... I missed you. Huh? Molly, you, I missed you. It was like Molly oh. had a baby and I was like, I got to give her space. This is a very <laughs> big time in our life. It's all right. I'm literally just up at between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. <laughs> staring at him as he sleeps in his bassinet. <laughs> so, you know, hit me up. <laughs> oh, speaking of, can I say I do not like your new display pic on Twitter? <laughs> You don't like that fat face, babe? It's so horrifying. If I had to see him, you had to see him. That's exactly what that was. I knew it, too. She was like, Molly's going to curse all of us with this image. Mm -hmm. I need a new name. Oh, you do? Something punny. You'll think on it. We'll get it. We'll get there. I need need one, one too. too. I I do, because I can't keep up with 2019. I know. That was such a good one. Hmm. I know. I think I said, is Savonier Black too easy? Because that's the best I got. So. Well, we'll get there. Maybe yeah, by the time still, this comes out, we'll have some new punny names. Exactly. There's still five days left of 2019. Hey. Something may happen. Yeah. So. Alrighty, ma'am. Um, oh, before we completely log off, let's mm-hmm. just remember like we know what we're doing. You can follow us on Twitter at Black Chicklet, on Instagram at BCL Podcast, and visit us at blackchicklet.com. Mm-hmm. If you've got questions, comments, if you're an RWA author and you want to say some shit because you guys did last time, or you just want to say, Molly, you were right, Danielle, <laughs> get on the Molly train. <laughs> or you just want to tell us how awesome we are, you can send all of that to contact at blackchicklit.com. I will say, if you want to spill some tea, I will respect Ooh, off girl. the record, mm. off the record and anonymous sources. Mm, our first scoop. <laughs> exactly. I have no problem. Um, don't forget to rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. That gives us points with the algorithm and helps other people find the podcast. Yeah. And thank you guys for joining us again in 2020. We're really excited 
um, to go into this new year and uh, have all the tomfoolery <laughs> and insightfulness and drunkenness that Woo! you're used to. Because you know what? We did last year stone cold sober, y'all. Well, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but now we're both back. Now we're both back to um, the winos that everyone on the internet <laughs> says we are. Who can I sue for uh, right? libel? I think libel. it's BuzzFeed. They were the first ones that said we drank too much, and I felt injurious. Injurious. I felt the um, damage to my character. <laughs> I lost um, business, probably. Probably people were just too afraid to tell me, but I'm sure that's why. I'm, I'm sure. Um, what is that mattress company? Whoever they are. That oh, yeah, that's why we lost Casper. Casper. I'm sure they were just sitting there. They had the checkbook out. And it said Danny and Molly, black chicklet. <laughs> and then they saw that and it was like, why knows? And they were like, nope, it just tore Rip. that check up. I'm exactly. sure that happened. We'll get the paperwork filed. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> We will see you um, in a couple weeks when we are reading. Can you say the name of the book again? Because I close. Oh, wait. Hold You Down. That's with the letter U. Like Prince. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) I I love that we're back with the foolishness. (laughs) Hold You Down by Keisha Irvin. Yes, that's a solid sign off. Bye, y'all. Bye.